Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov to all of you, uh, great listeners of this uh, beautiful station, a station that broadcasts only Divrei Toran, Divrei Musa, Divrei Taurerut, and of course religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. Uh, I'm going to talk about Parashat Tazriyah. Now, Parashat Tazriyah speaks about the Tum'ah of Sarat, impurity that comes out of the Sarat. Uh, by, for lack of any better word, we translate that as leprosy. Because perhaps there might be some physical characteristics of leprosy that might also be seen in Sarat. But it is not. It's a form of Tum'ah. This is not a sickness. As a matter of fact, if, uh, for example, a hatan in the middle of the seven days comes to a Kohen and he has a form of sarat, even if it is you know, definitely sarat, the Kohen will tell him, go back to your wife, come back after the seven days. Obviously, that means it's not really a contagious disease. Leprosy is. Uh, also, if it's, for example, in the middle of the uh, uh, of the of the uh, festival, uh, he comes Sukkot. Uh, the Kohen will tell him come back after after Sukkot. So the, this uh, that's, uh, that's the same idea. Now, in the Torah itself, it describes the tzarat of the skin, which is on the body of a person. Then it describes the skin on the garment of a person. And then it describes the sarat in a home. Now, this is the way the Torah describes it. Now, according to Hazal, does not punish a person immediately on the skin. It's really in the reverse order. When he wants to punish a person because mainly because of Lashonara, evil, evil talk, talking bad about other people. And that's where Sarah comes from. And uh, uh, first of all, the punishment comes first from the house. If the person does not correct himself, then, then the punishment comes to the garments. If, again, he's still not making Teshuvah, then it comes on the body. Yet the Torah is describing it in the reverse order. How come? Why is it in the reverse order? And there are two pshatim. The Kliyakar says, you know what? When the Torah wants to give some kind of a, a, a scare to the person because of Lashon, he spoke Lashon Ara. It comes on strong first. So you know what? There's such a thing as the tzarat of on the body itself. That might scare the person a little stronger. And, and then, then it talks about the others. When it comes on first, it comes strong. It's similar to what Hashem did with Paro. Even though there were ten makot in Paro, that Hashem brought on Paro and the Egyptians, but the very, very first one, when Hashem was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu, who told him, go to him and tell him, 
הנה אנוכי הורג את בנך בכוריך. This is before everything. Why? You want to come on strong first in order to scare him off. Maybe, perhaps, is, he will be scared right away and let the people go. Uh, when a nation, uh, when uh, something like North Korea, for example, uh, if they want to uh, scare the people, to, they, they're not going to tell them, hey, we have uh, tanks here, uh, we have Uzis, whatever. So, oh, we have nuclear missile, missiles. We have big things here. That's what we come on strong. That's what the Kliyaka is saying. That's why the Torah comes first with the, with the, uh, with the Tzarat on the skin. But the, according to the Midrash, really came with the uh, Tzarat Agu first because, well, when they were in, in the desert, uh, they had no homes. They didn't have any homes. They, were, they had tents. And secondly, when it comes to garments, well, uh, the garment that they had were uh, the same garment when they came in with, and they, they just kept the same garment all along for 40 years. It was a garment that had a miracle in it. And something like that, it's not going to happen to, uh, to have any tzarat on that. It's a, it's a bigot of miracle. So what's left? What's left? The, the body. And that's why the Torah started with the body itself. We have to understand something. This idea of bringing the tzarat on the person, this is not just a punishment for the sake of punishment. This is a punishment for the sake of correcting the person, redressing him, uh, making him and, and, and make teshuvah and stop this lashonara. Like it says, Ki ka'asher yiyaser ish et beno Hashem just as a father is going to redress and punish his son, that's what Hashem does to us. We are like his children. It's a question of he loves us, but he wants us to be straight and correct. And Lashonara has to be eradicated. We see, for example, when, uh, with the case of Ahab. Ahab was a king in Israel, and he was a rasha. And, and one day he coveted the, the, uh, the field of a person called Nabot, which was, was close to him. He wanted it. He wanted to buy it from him. And Nabot said, no, this is something that belongs to me, and it has been uh, uh, passed on to me from uh, my great-great-grandfather, and I don't want, uh, I don't want to give, give it up. Of course, Ahab was, uh, he was sad and, and liked the idea and told his wife, who was also a big risha. And what did she do? She hired two witnesses, hired them to say that Navot, he blasphemed Hashem, Chasve Shalom, and when, with, from that kind of thing, you know, he, he would be executed, and that's what happened. And once uh, he was executed, then uh, uh, the, uh, the king took over uh, the field automatically. But it was a horrible thing. 
and the 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 Nevi'im says in Melachim Aleph Perek Kaf Aleph, and when Ahab heard these words, Vayikra begadav, he had to tore his his clothing, Vayasem sak al besaro, put on like a, a sack over him. And and he was really uh, extremely distraught about this. And what happened after that? Then Hashem spoke to Eliyahu. Eliyahu Navi say saying to him, "Haraita ki nichna ahab bilifanai." Did you see how uh, 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 ahab really subjugated himself in front of me? So because of that, he says, Lo I'm not going to bring anything bad in his lifetime, only in his son. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he sees that the person is nichna and he's correcting himself, he's redressing himself, that's what he is interested in. And the same thing with Aftarav Yonah on, on, on Yom Kippur. Uh, Ninveh was supposed to be destroyed but then when they made Teshuvah, Hashem relented and nothing happened. Hashem wants to correct the person. But here we're talking about a very serious and grave sin, the Lashonara. Because of that, there's a very strict punishment on this person. It says in the Torah, Badad Yeshev. He goes outside of all the three camps. He's alone. Cannot communicate with anybody. He's all by himself. Perhaps, perhaps giving him time to meditate what he did and change for the better. He's isolated. He's separate, separated from the rest of the world. Look at the difference. If a person kills another person, kills by accident, Inadvertently, Bishgaga, what happens to him? He runs to the Aremiklat, one of the city of refuge. And then once he's there, he lives a normal life. He eats well, he prays, he learns Torah, he does a yeshiva, he goes to a yeshiva. He has a completely normal life. And he killed. Yet the person who speaks Lashonara is much worse off. He can't learn Torah. He can't Hashem I don't want your Torah. It's Tameh. No one can come near him. If no one comes near him, it's Tameh. No, I am a Tameh. Stay away from me. That's how bad it is. We see also uh, in the other cases, for example, uh, a person who, God forbid, uh, he curses his father and he incurs death. There's warning, warning and witnesses and so on and so forth. And then it says, A person who hits his father or mother also it says, A hitting. Now, that, this is a serious thing, the hitting. 
Because according to the Gemara, this herring has to cause a wound that, 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 that has blood in it. And what is this motumat, the death that the person that curses the father, he, he gets death by stoning, sekila. And the person who hits the father, he gets an easier death, which is with henek strangulation. What do we see from here? That the cursing, the, 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 the bad words that the person says is much worse than even the hitting. Now, the, of course, the, 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 the Gemara tells us, the, uh, uh, in, in, uh, it says that there are several, several reasons why the Tzad comes. But of course, the, the main ones is the Lashonara and the Gasut Ruach. Gasut Ruach meaning haughtiness. But these two go together. A person who speaks Lashonara always thinks, hey, <laughs> he speaks about the, the other is bad. Me, I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. It's the other one who's, who's bad. Is there any evidence from the Torah? Well, there's one direct evidence that is from Miriam and Nevia. It says that Miriam and Nevia spoke Lashonara about her brother Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, and she didn't say anything quite harmful, like the gossip that we hear around in this community, nowhere near that. She just heard that uh, the Moshe Rabbeinu's wife, Sipora, was complaining that he left her because it was a Navi, and Hashem speaks to him all the time. And she said, well, wait a minute, well, how come he left her? We we're also Nevi'im. We didn't leave our spouses. That's about it. That's the tone of it. Yet, it says right away over there, she was stricken with Sarad. The Lashonara immediately, the response from Hashem was the Sarad. But there is a more subtle case that is not clearly stated in the Torah. But if you look at Hazal, you look at Midrashim, you'll understand it. And let me tell what it's about. Listen carefully. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was in Midian, as a shepherd, one day he was walking around with, with, his, uh, with his cattle, and all of a sudden he sees a bush that's uh, with on fire but not burning. That's the famous case of the burning bush. And Hashem spoke to him, telling him he wants him to be the messenger, the shaliah, to redeem the Bnei Israel. Get him out of Egypt. Moshe Rabbeinu, in his great humility, he didn't want to accept the responsibility. He says, who am I? I'm just a regular person. And Hashem kept on, kept on uh, telling him he's the only one that can do it. If not him, there'll be no one else. There was an argument that was going on for seven days. According to Chazal, seven days. So, in somewhere in the middle, Moshe Rabbeinu tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hey, maybe they they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to believe me. After all, I'm just a regular person. They won't believe me. Now, Hashem said, No, they'll believe you. They were. They are people that will believe that Hashem is going finally to redeem them. 
But because he said, Hen Luya Amir, perhaps they're not going to, to listen to me, that was already considered as some 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 somehow some kind of Lashonara. So when, what did Hashem answer him? He said, What are you holding in your hand? He said, Mate, a staff. Okay, throw it on the ground, and lo and behold, it became a snake. Okay, hold it back now, take it, take it back, and became a uh, became a, a staff again. So how come it became a snake? When he threw it on the ground, it became a snake. Why not a pigeon? Why not a sheep? Well, anyhow, only a snake. That's the one that was chosen for this purpose. The second thing he told him, put your hand in your bosom. Take it out. And what happened? It was full of tzarat. Put it back, and the tzarat disappeared. Now, why did Hashem tell Moshe Rabbeinu only these two simanim? These two simanim, why, why not something else? And the answer is, because Moshe Rabbeinu said, that the Bnei are not going to believe me, that small talk of Lashonara, Hashem is giving him two simanim that have to do with Lashonara. He's telling him, look, that's not, not, that's not right what you're saying. I'm giving you two simanim, the wolf had to do with Lashonara. What's that? The snake. Who was the first creature in the world that spoke Lashonara? It was the Nahash. How? Look at Rashi in Parashat Bereshit. Over there, when the Nahash told Chava, go ahead and eat from the Esadat. And first she refused because she said, Hashem told us not to. What did he say to her? He says, Kol uman sone bene umanuto. Every craftsman hates another person who is a craftsman of the same field that he is. A musician does not like to be around another musician. A carpenter does not want to have competition from another carpenter. And he says to her, Hashem, because Hashem also knows that if you eat from this tree, you also become intelligent enough and you'll be able to create worlds like him. So Hashem doesn't want you to, to eat it. He spoke Hashem, 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 Hashem. That's Hashem is giving Moshe Rabbeinu one of the simanim, the Nahash, that spoke Lashonara. And of course, when he put his hand in, took it out, was, it became all full of Sarat, because Sarat is, um, that, that's obvious, that is a siman of Lashonara. So, it is very important to understand, Rabotai, that it is not something so simple. You know, when 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 you when a person has some kind of uh, an illness, he doesn't feel well. He goes to a doctor, a local doctor, and let's say he says, "Oh, you know, okay, take this, uh, this, and this medication," and f- that's the end of that. Finish. 
That's it. If he goes to the doctor and the doctor says to him, you know what? I'm going to have to make you an appointment with a big professor in, in, in Manhattan because this is uh, it's not, not just something that I can take care of. This is something much, much serious. A person worries a lot more. If it, and here we see the Torah is telling us so much about this Torah, a whole parasha about the Torah. Another parasha, parasha Mitzvah, how to become pure and so on and so forth. This is not so simple. You know, they tell a story about the Chafetz Chaim, Alav Shalom. It was the eve of Purim, you know, the night before Purim. And as usual, uh, the Ashkenazim, they have a custom the night before Purim, they, they uh, Talmidim, they go to the uh, Rosh Yeshiva's house. I used to do the same thing when I was in the Mir Yeshiva. So here we have Chavetz Chaim sitting with uh, a lot of Talmidim. And all of a sudden, one of the Talmidim gets up and stands next to him. He says to him, Rebbe, I want you to promise me that I will be next to you in Gan Eden after 120. First, the Chavetz Chaim it was just a joke, so he just ignored it. But 10 minutes later, he came back with the same thing, the same answer, the same question. Finally, the Chavetz Chaim got up. He wanted to go outside, and this, this young man stands right in front of him. He won't let him go. He says, I want you to promise me that here I will be next to you in Gan Eden. And the Chafetz Chaim answered him the following. He says, Since I was able to understand, I have not heard nor spoken one word of Lashonara. If you can promise me from now on, you will not hear or speak a word of Lashonara, then I assure you that you will be next to me in Canada. Then the Bakur understood right away the implications. It's not so simple. Now, you might say, well, the Chafetz Chaim, Allah Shalom, was a great Hasid, great Sadiq, a Torah giant. Okay, I would, I would admit, yes, it's very difficult and extremely unlikely to be a Sadiq like, like him or to be a Hasid like him. Or to be a Torah giant like him, but it is not extremely difficult or unlikely to stop in Lashonara. He did. It does not require so much time for learning or money or anything, just willpower. Yes, just willpower. With willpower, yet we can, we could do it. You know, no, you know, this idea of always talking bad and it's not just for people. It, 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 there is some kind of a uh, 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 thing of, uh, in the mind of the people that, hey, we have to say something. This is no good. This is no good. That's no good. No matter what. I, I heard a joke once about this man who got a plane ticket and he insisted he wanted a window seat. He wanted a window seat. 
comes to the plane, he gets an aisle seat. An aisle seat. He's angry. The whole flight is uncomfortable, he's fidgety, he's nervous. Finally, when the plane lands immediately, he goes to the uh, travel agent there, the agent uh, of the company, and he says, look, I insisted to have a window seat, and he gave me an aisle seat. So the, the agent says to him, uh, did you ask the, the, the guy next to you by the window seat to exchange seats with you? He said, no, I didn't ask. Why not? Because I couldn't. Why couldn't you? Because there was no one sitting on the window seat. No one sitting in the window seat. People will make problems and talk bad and, and even when there is no reason for that. We have to really redress ourselves. It's unfortunate. I hear a lot of things that go on in our community. Baruch Hashem, we have a blessed community. We have many, many, many synagogues. We have many yeshivot. We have Torah that's going now more than any time before. And remember, when I came here years back, talking about more than 50 years ago, was hardly any Sephardic yeshivot or synagogues. We have been blessed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Hashem is telling us, don't talk Lashonara. Stay away from that. Now, and if we can listen to that, there'll be great shalom amongst us. There'll be love and brotherhood. Between us. That will hasten the coming of the Mashiach. Amen. It just remind you about this station to please, whenever you can, please try to help the station. Uh, they need your contribution. Also, if you have a simha, uh, we have a, a beautiful social hall downstairs in our shul that can accommodate 400 guests. If you have a simha, please contact us. Thank you. Shavuatov.